We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. True Faith Podcasts. Newcastle United nil, Manchester United 2. This is a podcast sponsored and supported by our patrons who pay us £5 per month for 20 to 30 extra shows on Newcastle United. Link in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. Uh, If you've got any questions, let us know. At the new at that we have on social media, at TFNUFC fanzine. No, at TFNUFC. Got it wrong. Never mind, you've got myself, Alex Hurst, Michael Collin, Adam Widgerton and Rob Clothier to talk you through all of the action and where this leaves United in a perilous relegation battle. Adam, you're reasonably positive, so I'm going to hand the phone over to you and talk to the listeners about why. I, I just think we, we, we played really well. We showed a lot of fight. I mean, that first hour, for, for the disparity in terms of the, the talent and the resources of, of both sides, I think... I think Man United have a lot to be embarrassed about. They they were they were pretty poor. They they didn't seem to threaten us too much. There was a couple of times they breached the defence and Debravka had to come out. But apart from that, I mean, after an hour, you'd probably look at. I mean, Christian Atsu had had more shots on target than anyone else on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And it, I I thought we were solid and we were very much at half time. We were very much in the game at on sixty minutes. We were very very much in the game, and you know. When the goal eventually came, you know it wasn't massively surprising because you've got you know you've got somebody who's got the talent of Marcus Rashford who is, you know, supremely better than anyone we've produced in the last twenty years. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I I don't want to vilify Dubravka for spilling what he did because I think that the knuckleball technique is something that is perfected by only a very few amount of a small amount of players. Um, and it can cause problems. The, the, the ball moves so so unpredictably, it's very difficult. I think, you, if anything, Lukaku just, he just come on the pitch and he happened to just be faster than our defenders. So I don't want to, I don't want to particularly vilify Dubravka. Rafa, his post-match interview, mentioned about mistakes were made, I think, certainly for the second goal. Yeah, we, we, we sort of, we left Rashford completely um, on his own. Lascelles didn't show Lukaku onto his onto his right foot, but I mean, I thought that the the mood was better in the in the stadium tonight. There was there was more singing. That we we seemed more up for it as a, as a fan base. The players were were really putting a shift in. Like players like Dummett really impressed me tonight. Players like Perez put a real shift in. Even like the likes of sort of Atsu was, was getting busy and getting involved. And I I just. I don't know what 
I don't know what anyone else would expect against a Man United team that essentially their squad is over four times the value of, of Newcastle's squad. And there's only so many... I mean, I don't know tactically what, 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 more, we, what more you can do. I mean, it's, it, that, that might seem like, an, a, like a, 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 a cheap excuse. I appreciate some people will be thinking, well, maybe we should have been more proactive. Um, we were trying to get balls into the box for Rondon. There were some nice interchanges between Atsu and the forward players, and we we did get a couple of sides of goal in the first half, but we're depleted. <laughs> and when you've got players like Diame hobbling off, that was a big miss for us. And if you notice, he went off kind of shortly before we conceded the first goal. That's that's a huge blow. Hopefully, it won't be out for long. Um, Reports suggest you know this is a recurring injury, and usually he's not out very long when we when he when he does get this hip groin injury. But I think there's a lot to be positive about, and if we can play like this with that intensity and with that passion against the lesser side, we'll be all right. Mm. If we'd played like that against Fulham, we'd have won. Mickey, um, where do you stand on the optimism optimometer? Uh, do you think it was kind of as Adam says a good committed performance with positives to take? And it's simply, I mean, it was a, you, you know, Adam's right in that it's, they are the most difficult ones for goalkeepers to save. But it was a goalkeeping error, ultimately, that has cost us three points. Uh, where do you stand on, on this result? It's disappointing, because we've played, we've played reasonably well. And, you know, I, I think at the point that, that Man United got that first goal, we were probably in the ascendancy. It looked like the team that were probably more likely to score, which, going into the night, I, don't, I know I was optimistic on the uh, preview with Adam, but... Realistically, no one thought we were going to win, and we had every chance until, until then. Um, it's it is disappointing from Dubravka, and he'll be he'll be fucking gutted with himself tonight. But that goalie will, will, will win us far more points than he loses, and uh, you know, as disappointing as it is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame him for it. Every, every keeper's allowed one of those, and it's just unfortunate that it's come in that game where I think it just it's just completely not the win out of our sails, and from there we were never going to get back into it. Um, you know, uh, overall disappointing result. And I think probably uh, not not really reflective of the game, and I don't think we deserve to lose. Rob, results are really gone against us tonight. Burnley have picked up six points, and I mean on Boxing Day they look they look gone, getting done five one at home by an average Everton side. Um, Huddersfield look doomed with that, but you know their their chairman has come out and said they will spend money, big money in January because they're not going to sleepwalk towards relegation. Southampton picking up a point yet moving at the relegation zone. At Chelsea and Palace, who seem to be now clear that the mini league gets smaller. How confident are you, having seen what you've seen and heard what the lads have said about Newcastle staying up after that? I'm uh, I'm still optimistic and confident that we'll stay up this season. I think, like the lads have said, we've got enough in our squad and we've got Rafa in charge with the you know tactically one of the best in the league, um, certainly better than. <clears throat> any of the managers that are in the the so-called relegation mini league with us um i think having rafa alone probably gains us an extra eight <laughs> eight or something points a season um i feel, i feel more disappointed about the result today because we played well like like we've already said like we played well up to the point of the first goal and that it was an error that for that first goal to go in, and um, I wouldn't say that the 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 lads like their heads dropped or anything after the first goal went in. They were still they were still putting a 
putting a shift in, but it, it did have a big effect on them. And um, I don't think... I, what watching the shot from the the free kick from Rashford like the knuckleball it 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 must be so difficult to save I mean like <clears throat> greasy surface the ball's moving all over the place it bounces right in front of him it's I mean it it, it probably looks like on, on I haven't seen the replay or anything on TV but it probably looks easier to save than it is and I I think um, for a goalkeeper of his quality not to be able to to do better with that it just sort of proves how good a, how good a free kick it was and um, when you've got a striker like Romelu Lukaku who's just come on waiting to pounce on the rebound um, you know that's that's what he's there for and he, he's got his goal so um, no, ultimately I think we'll be okay this season I think we will stay up but um, it could be closer than I was thinking um, we need to get Results against the teams around us at the bottom. Yeah, I'll I'll probably disagree with you a little bit. First of all, yeah, I love Martin Dubravka. He's saved countless points, but that is just a goalkeeping error. Full stop. Um, he should have saved it. I appreciate it. it's a difficult skill. That's why he's a very good goalkeeper. Um, and again, it's disappointing. I'm sure Rafa will be disappointed at the fact that yeah, Lukaku is big and strong, and he's just come off the bench. But you also disappoint that one of the centre backs hasn't got there to clear it away. But you know, I mean, that's been hypercritical. Um, I think Dubravka should have done better. Uh, Adam is probably correct in the fact that first 60 minutes, I don't know whether you lads noticed, but Man United basically started and put, to try and counter our five at the back, put four across the front when they were in possession. They put, obviously, Rashford, Martial, Mata and Pogba quite often. They had Matic and Herrera making runs from deep and it worked quite well from, I thought, first kind of five, ten minutes. We were really shaky. They threatened again in a couple of times, but we kind of we kind of worked that out. Diarme and Hayden kind of dropped a little bit deeper, and we also started playing the counter attack. And Christy Natsu is a, a much discussed player, but I thought anything that Newcastle did well went through Christian Natsu in the second half. Now Sai, who's not here to defend himself, spent this spent the game saying he's shite. Mickey, I think are you are you of a are you of a similar opinion? So I thought Natsu was one of our best players tonight, but ultimately, your thoughts on his performance? Normally, yes. Um, no. Uh, I think he's generally poor and not really good enough to play in the Premier League. But tonight, he was one of our better players, and and like you say, everything went through him. He looked dangerous. He looked like he he looked like Man United couldn't handle him almost until he got within twenty yards of the goal, and then then it all went to shit as as has happened repeatedly. But yeah, he is a jigsaw. Um, he deserves some credit tonight, though, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him. It. I thought Atu played really well. He was our best player by some distance. Fair enough, and, and I think that's back to the, the flow of the game. Um, I thought that once once we got the grips of that for Man United and once we started enough for a threat in their counter-attack, they stopped putting four players across our back five in possession and they found it far more difficult and they kind of, like us, they got to the edge of our box. We kind of persisted with a reasonably kind of, you know, held the line at the edge of the box. There's a few close calls for offside, which, you know, we're, we're talking here in, in our office. We haven't seen any... Re, like replays, we've seen the goals, but they're all offside. But that and that and that and, and he kind of felt that with Rashford in the middle over Lukaku, even when balls were coming in, you were kind of confident that we had enough to to clear the ball. So I think we we had worked them out a little bit, and Solskjaer had tried a tactic to push back our five, and it hadn't worked. So things were going okay. My big problem is that results have gone against. We're now two points clear of the relegation zone. We we'll have Chelsea. We we'll have um, Chelsea away. We have Man City at home. We have Spurs away in the next four fixtures, league fixtures. Um, and we, 
I'd say we'll probably be in the relegation zone by this point. And every time we've dropped into the relegation zone in the Rafa, which is three times or something, we've come out and we've won and, and it's been almost put to bed straight away with a little run or we've never been suffered that pressure of being in the relegation zone. Now, I look back at this time last year, very similar, probably in a, I don't know, I should have checked this, but we either had an equivalent number of points or very similar, it was very similar. And we didn't bring any players and kind of Kennedy and Dubravka transformed that side they give them solidity at the back and something else in attack. And I fear that we're going to get nothing. And if we do get anyone, it's going to be punts. Because Kennedy unknown was a punt. It hasn't worked this time. It worked last year. Dubravka, as brilliant as he's been, was a massive punt. Pulling a reserve goalkeeper from the Czech Republic League, like, fuck me. And then we'll have Slimani, who, who didn't come off, though he would walk in now. Well, he would certainly walk in the bench now. Um, so I'm 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 more concerned than I have been probably since the Brighton result about our ability to, to sustain ourselves in the Premier League this beyond this season as a Premier League club and, and face relegation. I look at the likes of okay, Huddersfield look gone, but they're going to spend, but they'll look gone. You know we'll have eight more. We've got an eight point lead on them, um, and you look at Fulham are going to spend probably, and they're playing reasonably well. They're picking up results. Burnley have picked up six points. Cardiff have won at Leicester and are doing well. Palace have pulled away in Southampton. I've got a new manager who looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, so I'm probably more negative and, and more worried than I have been for a long time. Mickey, your assessment? Just to counter that though, come to the end of January and we've played Liverpool twice, Man City twice. No, I haven't played Liverpool twice. Man City twice, Man United twice. Like We've, we've got, twice. got Chelsea twice. We've got a lot of the hard games out of the way. Um, so it should, in theory leave us a slightly more favourable set of fixtures in the running than than maybe other teams around us. Just to try and put a bit of optimism in there because that was dead negative. Yeah, I'll follow that up, Mickey. Just, you know, coming into this game and something we discussed on the preview is the fact that, you know, in the last three games over a very tricky Christmas period, um, in, in the three games pre- preceding this one, we'd, we'd drawn two against teams that were in the bottom half. And we lost against a very, very good Liverpool Champions Elect side. Um, so I don't think a defeat to a top six side, albeit at home, should change too much because I don't think it's points that we were ever owed anyway. I mean, we're not, we're not at any points in the league, but the, the most important games that we'll be playing are against are Cardiff, are away to Wolves. You know, it's, 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 it's you know, in, in, in February... You know, uh, obviously we play like we play Chelsea, we play Man City, we play Spurs, but then we've got Wolves, Huddersfield, Burnley, West Ham, home to Everton, away to Bournemouth. Like they're 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 games that we 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 can pick up points in, and yes, we're going to have to pick up points if we want to stay in this league. But for me, a defeat at home to Man United, who just have fucking unlimited resource, I, I I'm not going to let it dampen my spirits, and I still don't believe that we're in the bottom. Well, they're, they're, we're, we're one of the three worst teams in this league come the end of the 38-game uh, campaign. I, I, I refuse to believe it. Rafa Benitez, what you saw there in that first hour, you saw the best of Rafa Benitez doing everything he could to frustrate a very free-scoring side that has been unshackled recently and is basically scoring for fun against other teams around us. They didn't hammer us. They had to eke out that... that, that we, we made them earn it, whereas before, in, the, in, the, in their previous three fixtures the team just rolled over in front of them and I think that epitomises why we have an advantage over the other teams around us because we have Rafa Benitez we'd have more shots than them by half time I'm sure I'm sure we'd have more shots than them by half time I mean that's that's positive against Man United the way they've played recently fair enough and I like the positivity 
I'm just trying to be... And it, Adam, it's not the defeat against Man United, which worries me. It's the other teams picking up points in games that you see, you see caught, you know, Crystal Palace go to Wolves. You think that's a tough game. They've, they've taken three points. Southampton at Chelsea, they've taken a point despite moving in the relegation zone with it and keeping a clean sheet, which is big for Southampton. I mean, I, 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 did you call it? What, who, I don't know who called it, but I was Ben Sawyer walking out the ground. He was like, our biggest blower isn't key going to the fucking South Korean games or whatever they're called. It's a terrible, like, Asian games or whatever they're called. AFC uh, Asia Cup. AFC Asia Cup. Imagine Sorry. It was going to the South Korean games. <laughs> 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 it's like... Um, it's not. It's not. You know, potentially losing Diome now or or Kennedy being shy. It's the fact that Southampton sacked Mark Hughes. <laughs> that's what. That's a massive blow for us because they were spiraling. And as he, as uh, Ben said, because Ben has this thing about Joe Hart. He's been on about it since for, since as long as I've known him, pretty much. Um, he's like Burnley dropped Joe Hart and they, they picked up six points. Like it's no coincidence, is it? So Burnley dropping Joe Hart is fucked, in my opinion. Um, but uh, those teams seem to be doing well, and it's yeah, it's hard. I mean. The big concern, though, Adam, the county is, yes, we've got Rafa, true, and he's got the most out of a, a severely limited side who are doing their best and who did well tonight and could have could have won that game on another night. But every single other team who has picked up either as many or very close to us in terms of points is going to spend money and improve their squad, and it's more than likely that we're not going to do that again for whatever reason. Um so that's my concern. It's all is it? It's just a concern. It's you know, I'm, we'd love to be proved wrong. I'm not saying we're definitely going to relegate, but I'm more worried than we have been for a while. And while I take your points on board about the performance tonight, I, I feel that I feel that we've become wed to this five at the back system. We played it against Fulham, it didn't work. We played it against Liverpool, it didn't work. But then you know what? It might you know it could have been far worse than that playing four at the back. We played it against Watford, it worked. We should have won that game. We should have seen it out. Um, and we played it tonight, and it's been all right. And I just think. Where does it end? Because we're going to play it against um, Chelsea in the next league game. We're going to play it against Man City. So do we, do we go into that Cardiff game, playing five at the back again with three centre-backs and we're sat here having the same conversations? That's what worries me, our inability to beat these sides. For So for all, Mickey, that we've played most of the top six twice by the end of January, it's not our record against the top six which worries me. It's the fact that we don't score goals against the teams in the bottom six and while we have picked up points from them which we have, you know we have picked up points will that be enough come the end of the season but I mean t- time will tell um, Rob Shelby came on tonight I want to think you know how did he do and do you think that losing Diomo was possibly the, you know, the, the moment that the game swung because be- until then we had kept them at bay very well they hadn't really counter-attacked at all Man United and kind of when Diome went off I mean it might have been because we were one goal down but we were, we were counted against for fun um, so your assessment of Shelsea's return and also the, the Diome injury yeah um, start with Diome I, th- I think him going off was a was a big blow to us because he's um, watching him this season he's been I think personally he's been exceptional you know he wins the ball back he just sits there um, breaks up play um, and this is against the, the best teams in the league as well. You know, it's not just teams around us, it's the top teams. And watching him do it today, you know, I mean, last season he, he, he ended up sending Pogba off the pitch in tears pretty much. Um, How's your days? <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, not today, but um, so I think him going off did um, did have an impact on, on the way we, we played once Shelby came on. Um, I mean, Hay- Hayden's a he's really a defensive midfielder as well. Um, Shelby coming on, I thought was, albeit his very first 
contribution was to give the ball away pretty much on the edge of our box. Um, ultimately, like overall, I think he was positive and it, it did it did give us a bit more of a, uh, a spark going forwards. Um, he was he was bringing other players into play. Um, he was he was doing his usual, you know, cross field balls to the to the to the full backs or the wing backs as we were playing playing today. Um, it it brings a different dimension to to our play, and he could be vital for us for the for the rest of the season. Um, in terms of creativity and. If it, as I hope the army hasn't picked up a, a long like a, a nasty injury, it, it may just he may have just gone off as a precaution. I suppose we'll have to wait and see um what the damage is. But um, I'd love to see the army and Shelby in the middle again together. Um, but uh, once Shelby gets up and running, I think he's gonna make he is gonna make a difference. Cool. I mean, I, we could go through the individual performances. I don't know how much it tells us. I mean, no, no one particularly stood out to me. They all did well. I, I can't personally see Perez on the right as, you know, I don't I don't get that one. Perez seems to be the player that, you know, divides opinion. He's done a lot of good things in his time as Newcastle, but for me on the right wing, um, if you want to call it that, I, I mean, he kind of played a hybrid position, but he offered, he offered very little. Um, I mean, he's a striker essentially playing out wide, but... That's where we are at the minute, Adam. And, and you know, going back to the tactical setup, and you've been kind of full of praise for the for Rafa tonight and the and the lads and and how they did. Um, do you, do you, do you think that this is us for the season? How do you think the five at the back? It's it's ingrained in the team. It's how they be training every day, and it's something that the likes of me who would love to see us go back to four at the back against lesser sides is going to have to get used to. I think that um, we will be a lot more positive against Cardiff because I think by that point we've probably lost a couple more and Rafa is somebody who can surprise and can change it up you know the five at the back came from kind of nowhere and it's just become a, a, a recent phenomenon there's, there's, there's no reason why he wouldn't just kind of change it up and to be honest it's almost like it might work to our advantage if he was to suddenly switch to a four. Cardiff have prepared for a five-man def- five defence and it gives us the bounce on Neil, Neil Warnock, do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, these <laughs> the great tactician Neil Warnock, but, like, I, I think Rafa is not stupid. I, like, we have to just... We have to trust. Like, he, he'll know what works and what doesn't work far better than what we will because he'll see all the nuances and he'll see all the intricacies of how a tactic is flowing, how it develops, how it, how it, how effective it is. Don't be surprised. This isn't... We, we won't play a five at the back for the rest of the season. No chance. It's, it, it, he's a defensive coach, but he's a... Like, against the big teams and away from home... And Fulham. <laughs> and Fulham, yes. But at the same time, we've discussed Fulham and we thought, well, we, we've been so successful the five at the back... Going at the Fulham game to change it up might have stopped that kind of the, the flow of, of, of that run of games, which we did very well away from home. So, in a way, I can understand it. He'll appreciate that he probably got that wrong. He, he, he's, not, he's, not, he's not too stubborn to, to admit that kind of stuff. He wants, he's constantly seeking improvement, he wants to better us, he wants to find um, marginal gains wherever he can make them. and he will look for Cardiff 
um, weaknesses and he will exploit them. And if that means changing formation, he'll 100% do it because he's done it before. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I, I definitely hope you're right. Um, Mickey, do you, do you want to come in anyway? Because I'll yes. go on then, speak to the world. I just think, you know, with the formation, it's always like at the end of a at the end of a game that you lose, it's always the grass is always greener. And we've done this in the past but with four two three one, which we played relentlessly under Rafa for ages and ages and ages, and lots of us on this podcast criticised it at times because it didn't work. There's a reason why he's doing it, and the 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 caliber of player we've got in the squad, you know, we've got excellent centre halves, and then it's like get, getting three of them on the pitch isn't necessarily a bad thing, and you know it's it's working in enough games to justify the decision, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see Lejeune back on the bench tonight. That's one positive. I really hope he gets his start against Blackburn at the weekend. Um, Wish we didn't have to play that game. Quite well, me, me and Rob were talking about the Blackburn game and, and it's almost like last year against Luton, he surprised a few with the strength of the side. Last year when we played Luton, we had the exact same problems where we couldn't score to him. I mean, that's one goal in four games now. Um, and generally, um, we hardly, hardly scored a home goal and he kind of played that game. I think Dwight Gale got two and Perez got one or, or vice versa. And from then on, we're kind of he might use Saturday as a chance to try and get some confidence through the players. No one knows we get beat two 0 because Blackburn are not Luton. They're also kind of with some good results recently. They're kind of safe from relegation in the Championship, so they have a lot to play for. Whereas we we don't have the team or squad for a cup Did run. Shelby score against Luton. Shelby maybe scored it. Who knows? I mean, who knows who scored against Luton? It's the unanswerable question of our of our age. No way yeah, I was in a I was no in a flight from Abu Dhabi to fucking. Amsterdam or something mental like that at the time um, so I wasn't there which is why I can't tell you but I Mickey it might turn out to be a good thing having the game this week what I was going to ask you Mickey if I was to say to you what do we need this window to stay up and I want realistic answers because I don't want a new team what do we need position wise do you think like not what would we like what do we need what does Lee Charnley and whichever person is responsible Steve Nixon whatever he's called or Nichols are um, what do they like have to do they've got to look at this squad and think if we don't do this there's a good chance we relegated this window need a creative midfielder um, whether that's a number 10 or someone that plays slightly deeper I think it's it, it's desperate that if we're signing one player it has to be there um, I would choose number 10 out of the two but if, we're, if we were to sign someone that plays a bit deeper that's very creative I think it would be useful um, it, it kind of depends now on whether Diarmi is going to Get fit or not, if he's got a, a problem that's going to last a couple of like a, a serious amount of weeks, then he needs to be replaced because Isaac Hayden playing every game centre mid will mean we go down. Even this time last year, if you suggested that Modi Armey being injured was any sort of issue, need, like very few Newcastle fans would believe you. So, so as your form can turn around, there was a moment of night where Hayden tried to do some pirouette in the box. And it was just hilariously bad. And fair play to him for trying, because it's the only way you're going to score goals and create things. Is like My big issue with Perez, and like bringing back to him, was the easy option was constantly taken. I know he gets it from fans when he loses the ball, but when you're in the final third, I think it was a, a point in the first half where him and Yedlin kind of doubled up, and it ended up being quite a good move. But, you know, you're Isaac Perez, you're the attacking player, don't pass the ball backwards to, to the fullback to try and create something that's your job. And... I feel that because the lack of confidence and lack of goals, we have too many players take the easy option. Um, don't want to take the shot first time. And you talk about Chris Yanatsu in the first half having shots, and they were well taken shots, and they, were, they made the goalkeeper do something. But he didn't want to hit them first time because he doesn't have the confidence. Always not good enough. One of the two. And I mean, same question. You lads, I, I kind of agree with Mickey, but those, those players in the Premier League to make a difference just cost loads of money. Um, so yeah, I mean, Adam, what do you, what would need this window? 
I mean, just to, just to follow on from your point before, I mean, the other thing is the reason players might not do what you want them to do is because Rafa might have told them not to do it. So they might be following out instructions that we're not privy to. They might not be, they might just be shit. But like, sure. you know, I'm just, just to give a bit of counter to that. In the case of Perez as well, there's something to be said about it. the crowd getting on his back whenever he makes a mistake. Oh, whenever he tries to beat someone and he doesn't pull it off. You get sixty percent of the crowd at home kicking off with him and shouting him, telling me shit. Like that's that's part of the problem. It's not it's not helpful. We need to encourage the players, even in games like this, need to encourage them. The two 0 down doesn't matter. Keep going, lads, keep going, that's what we need. Uh, for me, we've got the defence sorted. I don't think that defence could be any better than it than it is. And we're about to inject Lejeune hopefully slowly in the next few games. I don't want to rush him back and be reliant on him when he, he needs time to get back up to speed because he's been out of football for a good five months or so. But Ten months less than he should have been with that injury. Well, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a miracle that he was even on the bench today. Um, but for me, I, I mean, I don't, I don't care who else is at the, at the club. We need another striker. We need goals. We, the, the blanket, Rafa's blanket is, is firmly placed over... The defensive midfielders and the back four or five or how many we play, we like we we are exposed at the top. We don't have enough firepower. We can't rely on Rondon scoring enough goals, and, and that's, I'm not that, that's not to his discredit. But what I'm saying is he shouldn't bear the burden. And Rondon, I just worry that he is he, he pulls a thigh or something happens like that because you know he's an he's getting. He's getting closer to 30 and, you know, he's been unfit for a lot of the start of the season as well. We're, we're pinning so much of our fate and our future on Salomon Rondon coming up with a few more important goals that win some points. We need someone in there to help him. Hosselu is not good enough and if, that, if, 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 if bringing somebody in bumps him down the pecking order, I, I, don't, I don't care. We need to stay in this league. We need goals. And that for me, that that is paramount to us staying up. We can't rely on one player. I agree wholeheartedly. The caveat, of course, in reality, is just money. Players willing to come. You know, you think about the farcical fucking Jorgensen saga last year. Like Jesus Christ. You know, like these days, there's loads of like nostalgia for like even times that weren't that good. Like kids, you know, twenty years, like the Mark Corbys of the future. We're talking about, like, do you remember when we tried to sign Jorgensen? It was just like, we didn't even really try any shite. Like, it's, it's brutal, isn't it? Um, we need, for me, pace. We're so slow. We're so easy to defend against on the counter-attack. It's, you know, commitment forward against us. It is fine. Like, we will not harm you. Like you say, we had Christian Atson. Christian Atson doing a good, a good job of the counter-attack, but as soon as he got close to the box, now it happens. Um, Rondon is, is reasonably quick but he, isn't, he, has, he doesn't have pace to, to burn you know if we, if we just had Dwight Gale as a second choice to bring off the bench or an equivalent player that's more realistic than us going out as, as much as I would love to see by a striker to get goals it's, it's just it's just not going to happen well well, I would you know history would suggest it's not going to happen um, and it's just to me we need pace and we'll have Jacob Murphy Rafa clearly doesn't fancy him for a reason he might be ready for the end of the season I'd have loved to see him play tonight. Um, I'd have loved to see him come on tonight because I think that Man United, back, particularly the back two, well, back four really of Shaw, Valencia, uh, Lindelof and Jones were really susceptible to pace and you saw that. Um, but we didn't 
you know, it didn't happen for whatever reason. We, we need pace in this side because we don't scare teams enough. We don't score goals. I look remotely threatening from set pieces before. We've been worked out from set pieces. The back post, the cells header just doesn't cut it anymore. Um, so we need we need pace. And I agree with you. We're well stocked in, in centre-back. It's probably the first time in the Ashley era that we've had a single position on the pitch where you're not worried if one player gets suspended and one player gets injured because we've got players. Having said that, it's likely he'll flog Kieran Clark because, you know... He's, 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 he's two places off the bench in, in reality despite putting some good performances this season lads it's uh, it's late and we've done you know half an hour on, on a game which um, won't live long in the memory truth be told it reminds me of quite a lot of the, the Carver game when we got beat 1-0 and Tim Krull passed the ball to Ashley Young in the last minute to score um, <laughs> you know there's only what 2015 that's as it uh, was when it was yeah <laughs> Um, there's not, there's not loads more to say. I mean, quick shout out to the the mass exodus people that left the ground with t- twelve to fifteen minutes ago, two nil, dicks. The boycott lives on. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I was going to come to you and say, is there, is there a player that that really stood out tonight? You thought, you know what, fucking fair play, mate. You put a you put a good shift in a man of the match, a true faith man of the match. <laughs> Um, Christian Atsu I thought um, <laughs> just because every time he got the ball it looked like something was going to happen which is very unlike him and um, I've been very critical of him especially this season I thought he was getting worse um, but no I thought tonight he was very positive and made things happen for us and if he seemed to get into the box quite a lot uh, he had a few shots in the first half um, so yeah that's who I would that's who I would go for if you're listening, Christian, save that one. Uh, the true faith man of the match. Yeah. Um, this has been the True Faith podcast. Uh, we'll be back for you on the free part after Blackburn uh, in the cup. The mighty march to Wembley starts uh, starts on Saturday. Apparently, it's only eleven quid or something, so it's cheap to go. Uh, but I think thousands of mags will turn their back on this one. We need to be taken over. The club is fucked if we're not taken over. Um, as this is kind of a whole different podcast, which we'll probably do on Patreon. But even if we were to stay up this season, um, that squad is so far behind equivalent squads in the Premier League. It's three or four windows of damage has been done. As the club should have worked out in fifteen sixteen. you can't undo four years of underinvestment with one transfer window. It just doesn't work. But they haven't learned because they're fucking idiots. So on that cheery note... Uh, I'm going to leave you thanks to the lads with me here um, recorded live from our office at the Toffee Factory TFHQ and I thanks to all uh, people who listen Um, if you like the show please leave us a five star review on whatever platform you listen it really helps us um, expand the show and hopefully represents what you think about it Uh, so yeah this has been the True Faith Podcast back for you soon everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.